Hi there. I'm Bunny Terry, and you're listening to the I Love New Mexico podcast. Whether you're a native New Mexican who's lived here for your entire life, or you're just considering a visit, this episode is for you. Join us as we share a lot of New Mexico stories, talk about all things New Mexico, and include topics like what's magical here, where you ought to visit, what's happening, and the things you absolutely cannot miss in the land of enchantment. We're excited that you're here, and we can't wait to show you what an amazing place New Mexico is. Because, let's face it, I love New Mexico. This is a really special day on the I Love New Mexico blog podcast because I have, this is, we've sort of a dual story to hear today. Um, I have with me, um, artist, I want to be sure I get this right, and Andrea Bonfi. Did I say both of those things right? Some people are Andrea, some are Andrea. You're Andrea, right? Right. Okay. And, um, I'm going to, I'm going to read a short list of Andrea's accomplishments. And then, um, I want the rest of you to hear in her own words, um, some of her New Mexico story. And then we have a really, really special story to share at the end. So stick around till the end because I want you to know this amazing thing that she has done, um, over the past few months for, um, a cancer patient who is important to everybody, to many, many, many people in the New Mexico community, but also um, for the Cancer Foundation. So um, so before we begin, I just want to say, Andrea, thank you so much for being part of, of the Healing with Heart um, initiative. And um, we're going to talk more about that later. So please, everybody stay to the end. I, you're going to love this story. But Andrea, it, Andrea is, and I'm, I'm, I'm reading right from the website because this is so much better than what I could have written down. Um, you're an American mixed media artist and you're based in two places, right? In Santa Fe mm-hmm. and in Connecticut. Is that correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. And it says here that you use, oh, I've seen your work. I was at the, I've seen it in um, the, um, in art. Am I getting that right? In art. Uh, in our gallery and in then our gallery, yes, which is one of my favorite galleries, and uh-huh. at the party at the Four Seasons that Santa Fe Magazine and Pruel Custom Builders put together, and you use, I, I guess you're considered an encaustic artist. You use all sorts of materials. I mean, you don't just yeah. paint on a surface. This is two D stuff, right? <laughs> I guess you could call me a, a material whore. I love um, working with all sorts of materials, photography, encaustics, um, sculpture, metals, mixing it all together, uh, keeping it separate. Each medium kind of has its own uh, flair and ability to work together. Well, I was really um, surprised to read that you were first, um, your, your, your first profession, at least after school, was as a social worker. Am I right? Yes, I was um, an LCSW and worked in many uh, settings in administration mainly and worked with a lot of uh, families, communities. um, And that, I think, informs my work in terms of like bringing past and present together. 
Um, a lot of my work is involved with or thematically uh, addressing communities, uh, health, environment, interconnectedness, um, psychology. So there's, uh, you know, it, although I am no longer involved in the social work world uh, professionally, I am still very involved uh, in my artwork in participating in that world, uh, mostly through donations towards something like the Cancer Foundation, where I can make a difference uh, through my art and visually um, advocate for the subjects that I'm interested in. Well, I'm interested in hearing how you made that transition. I mean, those are really two different <laughs> vocations. And, yeah. um, I, you know, I have a daughter who's a social worker and a daughter-in-law who's a social worker and a stepdaughter who's a social worker. So I understand that world. But you made a big leap to being a full-time artist. I'm interested in yeah. hearing that story. Uh, oddly, I was uh, very nervous about being a starving artist as an independent young woman. <laughs> I think it's not uncommon. Um, so while I always wanted to be an artist, I didn't want to be a starving artist. And it was very important for me to be independent. And uh, social work, uh, psychology was very much of interest to me. So professionally, I decided to focus in that area. Uh, all the while kind of pining over making things, creating, um, and wanting to be an artist. But I did not pursue any of that uh, because I think on some level I wanted to be full-time doing whatever I was doing and doing it well. And I had a wonderful career in many different settings. But uh, when I got pregnant and moved to the suburbs with my husband and my job did not afford a nanny, I decided to be a stay-at-home mom and then decided very distinctly that I would begin my art career and focus on that full-time while raising my children, which of course is a full-time job in and of itself, but um, I managed with many alarms <laughs> uh, to stay focused on both raising the children, and they're thriving today as young artists themselves, uh, and also uh, focusing everything I had extra on the art and have not looked back for a millisecond since. Andrea, that's a big undertaking. I mean, I was, I, I'm a writer um, at heart and, and, um, I, and I had, and I have kids and I just know I would read all of these um, books about, well, you know, take your notebook with you and write while you're mm -hmm. waiting for them to get out of school and write while you're sitting in the, in the waiting room at the pediatrician and, 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 I just recall that I thought I am never going to get to the point where I can do this full time. And so what a great example you set for them that you oh. created that life in the midst of there's nothing that requires more time and energy than raising children. It is. It is an interesting full time job. Yeah. <laughs> and there okay. is a difference between surviving and thriving. <laughs> Right, 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 right. Well, I just, I love that you said they're thriving artists now because I don't yeah. know if you hadn't set that example, if they'd have that courage. Well, tell me the New Mexico part of that story. How did, when did mm -hmm. you end up in New Mexico and 
I mean, tell me about that, that piece. Uh, New Mexico has always been a love uh, of mine and my husband's. We started, well, he goes back as far as uh, college days to um, Colorado College and um, had a love affair with uh, the West Coast and skiing. And we got married in Steamboat Springs and loved just being in the mountains and skiing. And when we got to Taos, uh, we were completely obsessed and we spent um, many uh, winters taking the children skiing there and brought lots of friends uh, from Connecticut to stay in these beautiful adobe homes in the desert and kept explaining to everybody how spectacular skiing in the high desert is. Um, but uh, people just don't even realize that they're skiing in Santa Fe specifically, which is always um amazing to me because the skiing is spectacular. It's world-class of this teeny tiny mountain. It's like you have the whole place to yourself and Taos is, you know, world renowned. And so we couldn't get enough of it. We were going to um, build a house in Taos, but then eventually ended up in Santa Fe. And there was a huge, um, uh, part of the art world in Santa Fe specifically, uh, that attracted us of course. And, the food is spectacular. We're all foodies in our family. So that really suits us well and outdoor enthusiasts. And we spend um, as much waking time outdoors as possible. So it, it, it's a year round amazing destination. And I, I'm just afraid everybody's going to catch on too soon. <laughs> well, you know, I, I sell real estate on the side in addition to everything else that I do. And I, I have folks who are mostly mostly from the Bay Area now, and they'll. I even have people who will come here for the first visit, and then they'll call me and say, "I have to live here. I, I have to live here." <laughs> and listen, when I take people out, I tend to say, "Okay, just remember that, you know, this is where you're moving to. Please don't bring everything, you know, from where you were. Let's let's keep this um, as unique." and um, interesting and, and New Mexico, New Mexican as we can. So, um, but, but I think the cool thing is that, I mean, you showed up here and you're really contributing to the community. And that's, that's part, I just did a podcast with some young women who are, and it's a completely different story, but um, they said, well, why should we on, be on your podcast? And I said, because I think the most important stories to tell about New Mexicans are not what the top 10 list is. You know, I'd love to hear what your top 10 restaurant, favorite right, restaurant. Right. What I really want to hear is how you're changing your life and you're helping to change the lives of other people. And you're doing that. Um, I mean, we all sort of change each other's lives and, uh, integrate, uh, differently. Um, I don't know, you know, if I'm changing lives, I think that, uh, specifically in any particular way other than, you know, just being an artist. And, um, I, I think, um, maybe, you know, through my art, focusing on um, environmental and humanitarian causes are is probably the most um, poignant sort of message that I can relate. And I've 
been out photographing wild horses with a wonderful photographer by the name of Lynn Pomerantz, who is very familiar with um, where they where they roam and forage and um, exist. And uh, I've hired her to take me out for very unique uh, photographic opportunities. Um, so I've spent a lot of time at the Bosque del Apache, which is a phenomenal um, bird refuge that is it's like being on an African safari, and it's just two and a half hours south of Santa Fe. Um, and then just being involved with the people of Santa Fe, um, you know, Jody Pruel, who invited me to, uh, get involved with the, um, with the foundation is just a phenomenal human being. She's, uh, very effective in, in creating change for people in the best ways possible. And, uh, she's collected a lot of my art and, uh, and with her husband, Will, and just buying, you know, being with really unique um, people who affect change and aligning with them in a cause like this, um, which speaks for itself and, you know, just who, who wouldn't want to support people who need cancer treatment um, and can't afford it. It's just a spectacular organization and it really means a lot to to anybody who's been affected by cancer, which is everybody. Um, so we're all um, hoping to make a change in this area. And I'm just part of that system. Well, I love that. Well, I mean, Jody's like a force in nature, isn't she? It's like, absolutely. Wow. Um, I, I, I'd love to take her energy and bottle it, but I, <laughs> this is a really nice segue to talk about what you've done. Because, and I do want to come back. I want to talk more about those wild horse photos and, and how that's going to inspire your work in the future. But I, I want to talk for just a minute about um, Jody came to us to the Cancer Foundation for New Mexico. And I'm so excited that I talked her into being a board member, but we had a meeting and she said, listen, I have this idea and it's, and it's not a unique idea, but it's unique to Santa Fe. And she said, I've seen it done elsewhere. And it is, and I'm, I want to explain this to our listeners. This is an initiative where we take a cancer patient and we create a collaboration with, between that cancer patient and a volunteer artist. And Andrea was our first and, and, the two, and I want you to explain the process that you and Marsha went through, but basically, um, the artist creates a work inspired by the story of the patient. And I've already said more than, than I completely understand how it worked with you and Marsha, but I'd love for you to tell people how that started and where it went and, and where it is now. Um, well, I always said to Jody, anything she wants um, me to get involved when it's, it's a yes before she even asks. So when she asked if uh, I was interested, of course I was interested um, because of everything she's up to. But the, um, the person who she paired me with, um, Marsha, who very unfortunately has passed away um, after we created our piece together. Uh she had introduced me to about a year ago and I had done some commission pieces for her. She collected my encaustic paintings, which is melted beeswax, 
Um, so we had a natural uh, relationship already and I uh, just adored her from the moment I met her um, and her husband, Jeff. Um, and she, it's uh, hard to talk about without getting emotional because she's, she was such a lovely person, but, um, well, and, piece- and, and I, and I want folks to know that she passed away very recently. So I know this is really fresh for you, but, but I appreciate you taking the time folks to tell folks. And if you get emotional, we don't care because it is a really, really moving story. Yeah. Well, making the piece, I, 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 you know, Jody kept saying, thank you. Thank you for, you know, doing this. And I thought, oh my God, this is the best. I, I mean, I've done over a hundred commissions, but this is by far the best job I've ever done. Um, and felt like the most important, uh, because it was somebody else's story that, um, you know, it's just a beautiful story. It, you know, she wasn't, uh, um, every human being is important. And when you put uh, somebody's legacy into a visual art piece um, in any form, and I'm not saying that I created her legacy. She has many people who know and love her uh, outside of this uh, uh, unique, very small portion of her life. But you feel a responsibility to um, tell somebody's story. And she was a wonderful woman. She had um, this beautiful lightness to her and positivity um, that sort of kind of felt like a glow. And uh, I said, as I was describing um, her participation, you know, I was painting with wax and oil and she was painting with angels. And it just oh, felt wow. like her her participation had a certain energy to it. And we had a narrative that was fairly straightforward. It was, uh, I painted an abstract um, landscape. Um, and the texture of the wax kind of uh, creates layers over oil paint, which has a beautiful um, luminosity in and of itself, but the wax adds quite a bit to, a bit to that. And in this um, landscape and narrative, um, we looked kind of towards the New Mexico sky, which is a spectacular event in and of itself. Um, and one of my favorite things about the New Mexico sky is a, how vast it is. But, um, when you look left, you can see an enormous storm coming. When you look right, you could be getting rained on (laughs) while looking at sunshine. Um, and it, everything and anything is happening all at the same time. And it's like a, a theatrical sort of moment, just every time you look up. So, uh, the drama of her story being in storms that were sort of insurmountable at times, I'm sure hellish, um, and dark and, uh, and harsh. Then came her light and her positivity and her joy and the sort of beam of light that you see coming through clouds. It, it feels godly. It feels, um, uh, unearthly. It just, it feels magical. And that was sort of 
a little bit of what I wanted to create. Um, and I hope I got somewhere around that, but uh, she was very happy with it. And we both signed the back of the painting together, which I thought was, was um, very, you know, um, important. Well, that gave me chills because I, I've seen that I've seen um, a photo. I haven't seen the actual painting, but I love it. And I love that it, is I mean it's a it's it's a horizontal piece. So when you said that it you, that you, it was a it was you know the landscape informed it. I I hadn't heard, and I don't know who has heard. Maybe Jody has what all of that represented. But I I get it immediately, and and I'm a stage four cancer survivor, so I get that storm piece. Um. So wow, I I'm. I mean, I've seen the painting when we will, we'll post in our materials, we'll post a copy of that so that people can see what you created. Um, I, I, I'm really interested in hearing how, um, I, I mean, you've talked already about what a, what a gift it was to do it, but is there, is there anything else about that experience for you? that you'd like for people to hear about, because I just, I think that um, telling somebody else's story, I mean, it's not what artists usually do. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know, maybe this uh, sort of goes back to um, being a clinical social worker and having um, an interest in people's stories. Uh, Marsha and I shared a lot of stories, good and bad. And, um, uh, just life, you know, life and all the turns that it takes. And uh, so for me, this was a pretty comfortable place to be um, in terms of hearing her story and incorporating what that meant. It was kind of a natural process for me. Um, I, I think I may have gotten away from your question. I'm sorry. It didn't matter. I always, I, <laughs> half the time, I never know what I'm going to ask you. And then the other half of the time, it, the story is much better than any answer that you could have given me that directly addresses the question. How, how's that for going in a big circle? <laughs> I love a circle. Yeah. Yes. Well, it works. And um, I, so this piece is one of four. We have four artists who agreed to work with patients and, and, and I'm hopeful that, that those artists will also agree to come on the podcast because I mean, all of these patients have are in New Mexico right now and all of these artists are in New Mexico right now. And this is to me, I mean, as, as, a survivor who has lived in a community now for 10 years of people, a lot of people who didn't survive. Um, uh, this, this, this is such a gift to Marsha's husband, to her family, yeah. to her friends. Um, I know it was a gift to you to create it, but um, just the idea first that Jody um, gave that she presented the idea and then we followed through with it in a really short time. I mean, mm -hmm. Andrea, I don't know when she asked you to do this, but, mm -hmm. but it seems to me like it was maybe September. Yeah. Um, 
well, because I travel um, back and forth, I wanted to be sure that I um, met with um, Marsha and had ample time. So I did start the process immediately. Um, yeah, um, I wanted to be sure that uh, everything was accomplished. And I know that Marsha was struggling um, towards the end. So it was extremely important to sort of um, meet with her while I had the opportunity and, um, and get to it. Well, our, we're at the, at the Cancer Foundation. We're all about hope. You know, there's, there's, and, and, and I know from hearing Jody talk about it, that Marsha was all about hope as well. I mean, at one point she said, yeah. she's excited. She bought her dress for the sweetheart auction. And I thought, <laughs> That's like the ultimate piece of hope to know that you could be in stages, but you also could get to go to the event where your piece is unveiled. I'm yeah. What an amazing I mean, she was about faith, gratitude, love, hope, and um, making every second count. Um, she was really present. If that makes any sense. Um, but you do sort of feel something very magical about being with somebody who is pressured by um, a cancer diagnosis. And I think the, the magical thing is how alive you can be in um, and making your world as meaningful as possible in the time that you do have. And Marsha, sort of had that sense of magic about her that um, whatever time she had, it was, it was going to be the best she can make of it. And you felt like everything was very important in her presence. And it was, it was fairly magical. Wow. Would that we could all live our life. I mean, none of us are are going to live forever. So what an, what a cool awareness. Um, and, and what a way to present and be, and be present, not just present, but be present in the world. So um, thanks for that. And I think it's really cool that she was already a collector of your work. Yeah, yeah. She was pretty obsessed with art. She has a mighty big collection. And um, I think that's testimony to sort of like how soulful she was in, in a way that she really gotten to the mindset of the artist and what it is that you were trying to create. And, um, and that was also what made it really special working with her because she really had a love uh, for art and, um, and kind of looking a bit deeper into things. So when um, you're making a piece with somebody like that, you really feel like you're making something more important together. Well, I think it's really important. For, well, first of all, I want people to know, and we'll put the, the information here, but um, Andrea's piece is, I, I believe, and I, we never we never guarantee this because there's a whole committee, but I believe this piece will be in the live auction at the Sweetheart Auction on February 11th at the Convention Center in Santa Fe. And I want folks to know that the Cancer Foundation raises more than 65% of their annual budget at that event. So this piece is going to go a long way. And, and, and Marsha's 
willingness to tell her story through your medium is going to go a long ways toward helping change and save other lives. And she, as I understand it from Jody, she got that from the beginning that she wanted to do this because somebody else could experience hope from the effort and the energy that she gave us. So, so I want folks to know that there will be three other pieces, but I also want folks to be able to find you. I want to circle back. Let's let's circle back just for a minute. I want to hear about those wild horses. How are they going to inform your work <laughs> in, in the future? And, and what else can you tell us about how New Mexico um, inspires your work? Um, well, I guess uh, just being an outdoor enthusiast is is enough. Um, but there's, uh, I'm completely in love with Santa Fe and New Mexico in general for the environment, the people, the culture, the food. I mean, it goes on and on, and it's four seasons of beautiful, beautiful living. So year round, just amazing. And I can't um, really say enough about that in general. But specifically. Um, being uh, in at in the Bureau of Land Management, following a band of wild horses, specifically spectacular. Um, I start at sunrise, end at sunset, and until my camera can't shoot another picture, taking thousands and thousands of photographs, um, whittling it down to a few that I just uh, love. Um, Matter of fact, one of them's up at the Four Seasons on and the fireplace in the restaurant. Uh, but it's one of literally thousands of pictures. Um, and it, it's amazing how few of them actually I come to love at the end of a long day like that. But um, being in nature, just it's, it's a haphazard kind of like scenario, lots of things moving and uh, light changes. And so it, it, it's just being outside with these majestic animals that is, is really, and the physicality of it all is, is really a spectacular event. Even if you don't get one picture out of it, it's well worth it. And it's just like being down at the Bosquet where hundreds of thousands of long neck cranes are coming at you and it's deafening and they're squawking and um, flying into the water at night to avoid predators. Um, all of these experiences are very rich for me. Uh, but um, the more I'm in Santa Fe, the more it's also about the people I meet and the culture. Um, you know, it's all, it's all encompassed, but, um, a lot of my, uh, work in, uh, photography specifically is underwater as well. And, um, this, uh, summer I brought my camera out and tried to take some cactus flower photographs. So I have a big, um, uh, series called Submerged Gardens, um, where I photograph flowers underwater, people underwater. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, I hope to explore more of the water in uh, New Mexico. And being that it's of short supply, it uh, is it even is. more of interest. <laughs> it is. Um, as a precious resource and also just uh, for the elements of water and all its spectacular um, features, you know. Nice. Nice. Well, Andrea, I, I'm, I'm so honored. 
first of all, that you did this for the Cancer Foundation and that you agreed to talk with me about it. But I also, um, and, and I'm so honored that Marsha was part of that. I'm, I'm sorry that I didn't know her personally, but um, what a gift. And, and I hope that we'll see you at the event. Will you be at the Sweetheart? Absolutely. Office? Okay. Yeah. So anybody who's listening who wants to meet Andrea in person, be sure to come to the Sweetheart Auction. I'll, we'll put a link to tickets, but I also want them to know that they can. Are you only at In Art in Santa Fe? Uh, no, I mean, anybody can access my website. It's uh, simply andreaartstudio.com. So, um, and uh, they, um, I also have uh, quite a bit of work hanging at the Four Seasons in Santa Fe. Um, so if you're looking for a cocktail at sunset, it's a perfect place to view art and, and look at through the mountain uh, into the mountains. It is. In fact, let's meet out there and I'll buy you a drink. And I want to see that photo uh, of horses over the fireplace. Okay. Okay. Yep, love it. All right. Thank you so much, Andrea. And I Thank know you, I'll buddy. see you in fe February. Yeah. If not sooner at the four seasons. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What a great idea. All right. Be well. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Here I am back on the road, heading out west to the mountain time zone. There's one thing that's on my mind. There's a girl in New Mexico. 